Welcome to episode four of the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Wooburn, and this is a podcast where I sit down with inspiring CEOs, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders across all industries to talk about all things leadership. And today, I sit down with an old colleague of mine, who is also a good friend, to talk about servant leadership. So without further delay, here's Raphael. Raphael, welcome to Leadership Conversations. Thank you, Bradley. Thanks for having me on board. Good to see you again. Of course, of course, likewise. So maybe um, before we kick things off today, and I know we're having a conversation around servant leadership, which is uh, a topic that you and I are very passionate about. I firmly believe that that is the leadership style of the future. So when we look to develop that next generation talent, I think we'll see uh, you know that particular talent of, of leadership have those servant leadership traits. So I'm looking forward to having a conversation uh, with you today around that topic. Before we start, maybe just a high level overview on, on who you are and, and your background, and then we can jump into the conversation. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. So for the listeners and the viewers, I'm Raphael. I, at my core, suppose I'm a software engineer, but throughout the years I've moved into consulting and process consulting. I have done stuff up and down the engineering and technology command chain, worked with CTOs, heads of engineering, and also coach junior developers and tech leads. Um, I am passionate about building teams, but I'm also a big believer in technical leaders should actually also be technical as well. So I would consider myself a hands-on technical leader. Wonderful. Thanks for that, Raphael. So yeah, let's let's jump into this conversation. So what what is servant leadership from your perspective, uh, Raphael? It's a, you know, one could have debates and arguments for hours and hours and what the word means. Yeah. And you see all these coaches and motivational speakers speaking of servant leadership. And so, you know, we could turn the entire podcast uh, into a definitional conversation. But I think for me, I think it's a, it's a term of tension. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's a good thing because I think from tension comes clarity as well. I think a very naive view of servant leadership would be one of either harmony or total contradiction. I can see the contradiction argument because leaders, they have to guide, they have to get people to have a common purpose, a common goal, kind of that Simon Sinek five wise thing. At the same time, I think it's also naive to see servant leadership as a complete harmony of terms as well. So that's why I prefer attention, the word tension, because I feel that there are times where servant leadership is necessary a lot of times. And there are times where perhaps one has to be a bit more assertive uh, and gender trust before stepping back and becoming a servant leader. But uh, yeah, I, I like to think of it as a tension between the leadership of uh, kind of prescribing common goals and one can be Socratic with that or also being a servant in the sense that, you know, taking a look at what that term is, is to do stuff for others, to be subservient to others. Um, 
and that's and we could dig into both terms as well yeah absolutely thanks for that Raphael. in in your career today are there any i guess attributes that really stand out for you with respect to those leaders that you've witnessed lead small or large teams that they've really demonstrated those those key attributes that you feel are i guess important for to be a servant leader are there any kind of attributes that come to mind that are important yeah. from your perspective yeah <clears throat> the common attributes of i suppose leaders yeah it's got to be intelligent you got to have a sense of communication some a high level of compassion empathy and emotional IQ EQ rather but i think a servant leader has to have that added humility and by humility we don't necessarily mean like i don't necessarily mean someone who you know is is dressing poorly or you know you 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 know has an old laptop that's 10 years old that that's not humility because humility is understanding what you're good at and also understanding what you're not good at as well and uh, I, i suppose that that transparency is really a key attribute in what a good servant leader is because <clears throat> there are great leaders out there that aren't good communicators but as soon as 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 servant leaders that come out and say look i'm not a great servant leader but i'm a good engineer i've built um i've built scalable software in the past i i know about observability and about monitoring so they do have that humility and no one you know no one's actually a complete person no one's perfect we're all continuously learning so i think in terms of character attributes definitely humility is the number one character attribute to what makes a really good servant leader uh, because they don't need their ego stroked if they are to serve someone and not necessarily get recognition for it or be that silent person who's just continually doing stuff for people um without getting recognition for it so yeah so the humility is the characteristic i think about right and do you feel that being a servant leader can be i guess married up with other styles of leadership um to i guess round out the leader as a whole or do you think that servant leadership is just the the way that the you know the leader should essentially lead a team or whatever it may be right um i hope that makes sense but i'm i'm keen to hear from you as to whether or not you feel because like for example right there's the transform the transformative leader right but when you're doing some sort of big transformational effort on behalf of an organization you that in itself is its own you know kind of leadership style you 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 need a, a specific leadership style to navigate through mm. um through that are there yeah so i i guess my question is can servant leadership marry up with other forms of of leadership yeah uh, it can and i i will use that example the trans mm. like say if a, a company's going through a digital transformation yeah at least within the first few weeks you do actually need actually need someone who is a bit more assertive 
uh, and you know it is actually going to tell people what to do but but i think out there with a prop like with a with a good leader is knowing when to make that transition like that's something really hard it's like okay we, we've gotten there with the digital transformation we've say we've started splitting our teams into uh, business units instead of um you know uh, other ways of splitting teams we've done all this stuff but now i need to step back so knowing when to step back and how to step back and you know coming to and fro i think that's the art and and i think yeah they definitely can marry up uh, but it also requires it does require like a context switch in that regard as well and it's not a, like it's not easy to know when to step to and fro from service to leadership. Yeah, 100% agreed. And how, how do you, for, for upcoming leaders, Raphael, how, how do you practice servant leadership? Because I, I, I've worked with you before. I absolutely loved, really enjoyed working with you. And you actually demonstrated, um, and I saw it firsthand, all of those kind of must-have attributes that are required to be a servant leader. If you were to give any kind of feedback, not feedback, but um, if you were to counsel an upcoming leader around, you know, the, the things that they would need to practice to be able to become uh, a great servant leader, what what would be those you know top three things in your in your mind that would um that that would be required for that person to be you know a successful leader? Yeah, it, it's interesting because also great servant leader is a bit of a tension of terms as well because we, we were just speaking about humility, but, yeah. but but one also when we speak about humility, we speak about um you, you know one if one is actually great, like if someone is actually great, like if they are, like I was, I've worked with one of my past managers, she was, she was awesome, but she, her actions made her great, like in that sense. So mm. I would tell, say, any of the, any juniors coming through, you know, focus on the basics, focus on the basics. If you're a software engineer, write good code. Mm. If you're in advertising, get the data, analyze it, see what's working best for you and your company and the thing you're trying to sell. So focus on the basics, right? Because becoming a servant leader, one of the things is being able to engender trust really quickly. And the best way to engender trust is to do actually the basics, right? Mm. Rocking up to meetings on time, following up, doing these basics, right? And then leadership will come to you. I'm a big fan of the organic, like people organically growing into leadership as well. We find in a lot of the, in a lot of the really well greased up HR departments, leadership groups in the corporate world, they often promote people who are already performing in a role. Mm. So there's very little, they don't really take a punt and that, and in those environments as well, they, they often never, they, don't, they do hire from the outside because there are, there's merit to hire people from the outside because they look at things with fresh eyes. But that doesn't happen a lot. So to, to see in, they, 
often promote to senior leadership positions, people who are already acting in that role. So it's an organic thing. So I, I would say do the basics right, uh, humility, good characteristic, and, and learn to engender trust because trust is one of those things where you've got to keep on doing it. Trust and respect, you've got to keep on doing it. It's easy to lose trust. I mean, you know, if I put a number on it, you've got to do 10 things to keep trust, but you do one thing to lose trust. And as soon as you lose trust, it's hard to serve people if they don't trust you. Because, like, why is this person helping me? Do they have an ulterior motive? What's going on? There's these thoughts that go through people's minds, even when you want to help them and they don't have and they don't trust you. Yeah, those things that you just mentioned are, are super important. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you become a leader, you it's servant leadership is a, is a management style that really does prioritize, you know, your team's growth and well-being over your own. And, you know, I, I've worked with a number of, uh, you know, very introverted by nature leaders throughout my career. They've become excellent uh, people leaders, servant leaders, because, they, they just have this innate ability to be able to bring out the best in people. Uh, but at the same time, they challenge, um, you know, they'll, they'll challenge the status quo to, to make sure that that person, their team members are pushing the boundaries. And I, for, for me, when I work for uh, a leader that, you know, brings out the best in me, that's when I operate at my best. And I think for aspiring leaders to be and for the listeners out there that might have a career development plan that is geared towards moving into a leadership role, you really need to understand that. Uh, you know, when you become a leader and you're leading a team of people, you have to put them first. And sure, that means at times you've got to take on all of the emotional baggage that comes with managing teams uh, and people within those teams. That's just the nature of being a leader. Uh, I, I work with someone a little while back now, and he moved from individual contributor to, uh, to a leader of, of, of people. And I think when we had a conversation, it was probably three months in from him moving into that role. He, I said, how's it, how's it all going? Because I know there's been a big change for you and it is a significant change moving from, you know, just worrying about yourself to worrying about about people. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, it's so different than I expected because you have to worry about, you know, others now. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to really comprehend that from the outside. It's mm. hard to comprehend what that feels like until you're actually in it. Right. And people are complicated. <clears throat> you know, it's not people aren't binary. They're not, you can't classify them, you know, as much as we like to, you know, classify people into different personality types and things like that. People are complicated. They've got issues. They, you know, they've got their own tree development. They've got their own 
family issues perhaps. Yeah. And there is, when one becomes a leader, you know, and especially a servant leader, there is an element of a duty of care that, you know, if, if someone is having a tough time at home, you have to serve that person and also balance the the numbers, the business numbers as well. Do you give that person a day off when you know they're like there's all these questions that cross one's mind as a servant leader that they have to address. And and it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But I think there are these characteristics that we spoke about as well um, that would help guide the right decision. And part of those characteristics, especially humility, is understanding that perhaps you will make the wrong decision. Hundred percent. With the data, with the data that you have at the current time, you you made a decision, but it could be wrong, and that, and that's fine if it's wrong, because next time you you see a similar situation in the future, you'll know how to address it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I I'll share, you know, on on this you know, throughout this conversation that my existing manager is actually a great servant leader. I, I, I've lost track of the amount of times when, you know, I've had, you know, over the last couple of years, we've all at a personal level uh, had challenges in our lives because of the pandemic and working from home with young families and kids running around the house. I've been in that situation and I lost track of the amount of times that my manager and he's the reason why I, I i just won't leave the organization because i i know that we we have an excellent working relationship but we we have boundaries and we can have those robust conversations but i know that when <clears throat> excuse me when he knows that i need to go and attend to something at the drop of a hat he, he'll just you know very openly say to me i got your back do we need to very good yeah he's putting myself first before himself even though he's got he could be having a whole lot of things going on at any given time he just defaulted to it's okay you go do what you need to do i've got your back and yeah i love that and yeah i i've been able to you know i would say um I've been very fortunate to be able to experience working for people that have demonstrated those kind of servant leader attributes. Um, and those are the the leaders that I personally learn a lot from and I really aloud, enjoy working for. Yeah, like thinking aloud now, mm. back to an earlier question you asked me about, how would you if someone wants to become a servant leader, what, what would you say? And actually recognising the leaders you've worked with that have been servant leaders, and but perhaps not everyone's been as fortunate as you or I in that regard, but actually looking at, you know, your life and regardless of whether it's your corporate life or not, and actually recognise, oh, so-and-so was a servant leader for me. They did this. He did this. She did this. Uh, for me and they didn't get any recognition but it helped me and mm. having that reflection is good i'm just thinking aloud here um but yeah going back to that earlier question you asked. yeah yeah exactly exactly is there any 
anything you'd like to end with um, in this in this conversation today, Raphael? Is there anything you know? Any words of wisdom? I guess you w- wanted to just end with, or um, yeah, any any final remarks from your from your side? I think no. I think we've covered a lot. I think it's been a good conversation, Brad. Thank you for having me. No, you're so welcome. No, I I uh, you know when when we were having a discussion uh, just recently around you know, having a chat on, on this podcast, I, I had a bit of a light bulb moment where it was just, it was the right time okay. because I, I <laughs> just recently I was having a conversation with uh, a gentleman by the name of Marcel Dane and I'll pop his, a link to his website and he's actually wrote a couple of really interesting and very engaging books that I've read and he's actually writing a third book with his daughter uh, as we speak, which is on uh, leadership of the future. And he's really big on, on servant leadership. That's a big topic. And so it was the right time to be having a conversation with you around, uh, around servant leadership. So and with that, I wanted to thank you again, Raphael, for, for joining you. the Leadership Conversations podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank, thanks so much. And I hope you you have a a wonderful day. And thanks for having a discussion with me so early in the morning as well. I appreciate it. No worries. Have a good day. Thank you. you. Cheers. And that concludes episode four of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I really hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. I'll see you in the next episode.